Fresh Talking, the internal and external communications podcast with Martin Burgess-Moon. Welcome to Fresh Talking, the Fresh Air Group podcast where we discuss all things communication, both internal comms and external, with tips and ideas as well. In this programme, we're going to be talking about internal comms topics, communicating with your colleagues using internal corporate podcasts. I'm Martin Burgess-Moon, Media Production Manager, and with me on the line is Lisa Hartwell, freelance audio production consultant that we work with quite regularly but also Lisa has written a number of insightful articles about podcasting for several websites including ours. Hello Lisa. (laughs) Hello Martin how are you? Yes it's a joy to be alive and where are you calling from today? I am in Leamington Spa. I would like to say sunny Leamington Spa but it is really quite miserable here. Yes, it's similar here as well. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast if you're listening using your favourite podcast app. And remember to stop by our website, freshairgroup.co.uk, regularly for new updates too. Plus, do contact us with any questions and comments. OK, then. So welcome to Popmaster. Um, uh, what? Oh, no, hang on. Uh, this isn't Popmaster, by the way, Lisa, so don't worry. Good, because I never we often get asked, yes, can you name three songs by Bross in 10 seconds? Why might a company want an internal comms podcast? And what are the benefits of doing one, Lisa? Well, I think the main thing with a podcast is that it can reach groups of employees that are much harder to reach through other means. So your non-desk employees, field workers, remote workers, obviously we're becoming more and more a nation or even internationally businesses that use remote workers and whereas office workers they have more face-to-face time with their leadership team with their colleagues and can easily access the intranet and therefore know what the key things are going on within the business and feel very kind of plugged into the business these are things that are almost impossible for your sort of more dispersed employees to find out about and to have the experience of so that's kind of the key point is This may not be for all employees, but certainly for those that aren't sitting at a desk like nine to five, those are the employees you're trying to reach through your internal comms means and probably finding it harder to do so. The other benefit of a podcast is that people can listen to it anywhere and at any time that suits them. They're not on your schedule. They don't have to down sticks the minute that they get told they have to find out about a particular topic. So you could work for like a telecoms company where you're in a van out and about all day long installing things or fixing things and you don't actually sit at a desk. Or we do things with banks, for example. So sometimes in banks, people are on the shop floor, as it were, working on counters, but don't actually have a workstation or a PC of their own. So they'll sometimes gather around in huddles around a spider phone, as they're sometimes called, and will dial in and they'll all listen as, as a group. Exactly. And actually, podcasts can be used in those situations. So if you're worried that employees won't even listen to a podcast, when they have those kind of huddles, those group meetings, the podcast could be played as part of the meeting and then the discussion could grow around it. That means if it's like quite dry information, the podcast could give the overview And then those employees could sit and discuss what that means for them and then for the customer, perhaps. And, of course, have you heard of town hall meetings? Mm, All right, no. 
It's basically a sort of way that all employees can dial in at a certain time, like a conference call, and the leadership team will probably talk about a certain topic or a couple of topics, things that at that moment are quite sort of important to the business. And then the listeners then have a chance to submit questions, ask questions. Now, those are a great idea in theory because people get to hear from their leaders They get to interact with them regardless of where they are in the business. The downside is it's working to somebody else's time. You know, you're working to the time that the CEO can be available or the internal comms team decide to schedule it. And like you were saying, you're an engineer who drives from job to job. How easy is it to time your work around, you know, your schedule around a particular time to call into that? Are you going to persuade them to park up in a lay-by to get fully involved? What if they're overseas? You know, what if you have overseas workers? They're not going to get up in the middle of the night, unlikely to. They'd be very keen if they were to get up in the middle of the night to dial in to a town hall meeting to take part with something that's going on in another country. So podcasts give that ability to actually be more flexible with when people listen and how they listen. They can listen on their commute. They could listen in between these appointments if they're an engineer. They can listen at a time that suits them instead of it always being on your time schedule. And with podcasts, are they measurable in any way? Can people find out how many people have listened? Well, yeah. 2019, so many times I've heard people talking about 2019 in internal comms, it's all about tracking engagement. You need to know your stats. And that isn't easy with some forms of internal comms. You know, if you still send out a newsletter or a magazine, you don't know how much of it's read. You don't know whether people are actually engaging with that content or not. Whereas podcasting listening figures are much easier to track. And some methods when you distribute your podcast, some methods that people will listen through can even offer more engagement stats as well so you can find out how long people are listening for at what point they turned off if you have different stories you can actually set it up you know if you have different topics you can actually set it up with some distribution methods to find out which ones interested them the most so you mentioned the word engaging there so do you genuinely believe that podcasts are more engaging not only for the listener but also for the person that's actually in the podcast i think I think audio is much more emotive. People come across when they're talking naturally as being more transparent and open, a lot less contrived. Research has shown particularly that younger employees, your sort of generation Z, are they now? Are we on X or Z or Y? I'm not sure. But those younger employees especially are wanting more access to their business leaders and podcasts sort of offer that same intimacy as maybe like listening to a radio show or something like that that makes it feel more one-on-one so even if they're not meeting that leader in person a podcast gives that option of feeling like they're being spoken to as an individual and of course working in audio and video how storytelling works so well for centuries it's one of the earliest forms of communication is telling stories and it will always work and of course podcasting is a great medium for telling stories. And, and video is good for this as well, of course. People love video as well, but the time and energy that's kind of involved in video creation is a lot greater than with podcasting. And it's harder to distribute to those employees we were talking about before that might be dispersed, not at their desks. 
And actually, I, I say, I don't know if this is your experience, but I think those who take part in podcasts feel a bit more relaxed than those that might be faced with, like, a video camera crew to do a video. What do you think? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, because they're not feeling as though they're on show, as it were. So they're not going to worry about how they come across so much in the way that they look as well as they sound. Exactly, because like with video, you kind of like, oh, what do I do? Suddenly you don't know what to do with your hands. You're like, is my face twitching? You know, you don't get that with podcasts. I mean, there are still some things, you know, that can make people sort of freeze up with podcast recording. But I think in general, people are a lot more relaxed if they're just talking into a phone or something about a topic that they know a lot about. Follow the studio on Twitter at Fresh Air Studios. Podcasts seem to have exploded in recent times. They become incredibly popular. It's like everybody's doing them. So it is seen as being quite a, a trendy thing to do at the moment, although I suppose there is a risk you could get lost in the crowd. So you need to stand out, I suppose, and you need to market it properly. Yeah, and I think for internal comms, I mean, it did used to be quite an indie thing, and I think it was quite a hard sell almost to persuade people to listen to a podcast. Now they're a lot more mainstream. There was some recent LinkedIn research that showed that 42% of 18 to 34-year-olds listen to podcasts at least once a week. And also, even across the generations, a lot more people are used to things like streaming, audio, downloading music, or have even, I think it's over 50% of people have downloaded an app so that they can listen to traditional radio. They're kind of still liking their traditions, but liking to listen to it in a more modern way. Yeah, exactly. So it is very much a part of culture. So in terms of the technology and the desire to listen or to use that as an internal comms channel, I think it's not such a hard sell for employees. It's obviously not going to be for everybody. The older generations, again, you may need to either educate as to how they can access these or it may not be for them at all. No one form of communication is going to be for everybody. Some people like reading or skim reading, some like video, some like audio. But video and audio definitely are leading the way at the moment. And I think podcasts have become very much a part of the mainstream and something that people don't shy away from anymore. You know, it doesn't scare them the thought of trying to access a podcast. Older people might want to put something on a cassette and then pop it in the post. <laughs> they might want to do that instead. That's you. <laughs> so we said it was popular, but not everybody's doing it. So what do you think is holding businesses back from creating a podcast at the moment? I think people, they immediately think about the technicalities of recording a podcast and distributing it. And they think, that's kind of a technical step too far for them. They don't really know how to go about it. And I think that it's a shame if people don't look beyond that because it isn't as difficult as they think it is. I mean, obviously, I think especially if you sort of go and put it in the hands of a production company, they can take care of all that, like Fresh Air Group. They can take care of all that. But in general, even the sort of early stages of it, like recording yourselves or your leadership team or whatever, it is as simple as doing what we're doing here, which is a phone interview. You don't necessarily need to buy in a lot of expensive equipment to do it. You can just record like we're doing now. 
And again, with distribution, there are distribution mechanisms, such as the ones Fresh Air provide, that just use a telephone. I mean, every employee has a telephone or access to a telephone. I can't imagine there are many employees now that don't have a smartphone. But even just a normal landline, you could use to access your internal comms podcast. And, of course, you can use your existing methods as well. You've got your intranet, you've got perhaps Yammer, things like that. If you have them, use them for the podcasting, but don't be put off thinking there has to be some special way that is beyond your technical ability to access. Yeah. And thinking about the podcast itself, how do you go about creating the content, i.e. what you're going to say, who you're going to say it to, and so on? does very much depend on your audience group you do need to really sit down and think who you're creating the podcast for and the kind of information you want to communicate and the way they would most like to hear it you don't want to make the content too dry people are going to switch off if you have information to share that is traditionally quite dry such as i don't know policy changes then keep it brief Let them know how it affects them. That's the most important thing. This is all about how does this affect the employee. And do it in a way that's going to engage with them. If you think it's getting too dry, if you think the information is too dry, give the basics and then give them an option to find out more. Or give the basics and then suggest it gets discussed in team meetings. Don't feel you've got to fill your podcast with every single little piece of information that goes around that topic. And we, of course, do a lot of leadership interviews, and they tend to carry themselves, don't they? They do. Employees like to hear from their leaders. They like to hear from the CEO, the MD, even the CFO, if it's a certain time of year, you know, maybe the financial figures have come out, and employees want to know what that means for them and for the business. So an interview style with the leader can really come across sounding not only relaxed, but very genuine and open. I always say to people when they're not sure what to say, I always say, don't just think about what you want to say, think about what people want to hear. Exactly. Are there any tips with regards to promoting the podcast internally? Because we talked about how you do it and what you're going to say and so on and so forth. How do you actually get people to hear it? Well, I think that could be a podcast in its own right. It probably will be a topic you tackle on your podcast in the future because there are so many innovative ways to share not just podcasts but other internal comms information. But the campaign methods that I know are used through Fresh Air or can be provided to clients are things like text messaging, which immediately links the listener through to the delivery platform. So they immediately get a text message and if they're in a position where they can listen, they can instantly just put their finger on the screen and dial through and listen or they can link to an internal website through a text message as well. I think the more important thing to promoting the podcast is to make sure that once people know it's available, you release it regularly. What's that old radio saying about repetition? Repetition creates... Repetition builds... Rep- oh, rep- rep- repetition builds reputation. And I think that's yes, important yes. that, you know, if you're going to commit to a podcast, doesn't matter if it's going to be once a month, once a week, once you've committed, you make sure that that new podcast is available when you say it's going to be, at the time you say it's going to be, so that people get into a habit of dialing in or linking into it to listen 
and that you then establish that channel as one that can be trusted over time and they know it's always going to be there when they need it. When something new happens, they know they can dial in and they can find out more about it. Thank you for joining us, uh, Lemington Lisa. And finally, can you name three bros songs in 10 seconds? Where will I be famous? Um... No, you can't. You see, you'd be useless on Popmaster. <laughs> Thank you for joining us anyway. And as always, if you want to get in touch with us, just go to the website, freshairgroup.com, and you can contact us through there. Fresh Talking from the Fresh Air Group. Follow the studio on Twitter at Fresh Air Studios. Visit us online at freshairgroup.co.uk. Email your questions and comments to info at freshairgroup.co.uk. Copyright Fresh Air Studios Limited. All rights reserved.